The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Have you come here to destroy us? The question that the unclean spirit asks our Lord today is a curious one. Remember, this was a spirit that was speaking through the man it possessed. The man's words certainly must have seemed strange to the gathering at the synagogue that day. Imagine someone getting up in the middle of mass and calling out. It's happened to me. The demon has Jesus' number. He knows who this Jesus of Nazareth truly is, the Holy One of God. Christ's response to him is also interesting. Quiet, come out of him. And with a final flourish, the demon is gone and the man is healed. Demonic possession, first of all, is real. It happens. And to assume that it is not real or only a metaphor for psychological or physical duress is to minimize the actions of evil spirits in our world. However, these psychic, physical, and spiritual difficulties are also real. People suffer, suffer chronically, and these demons that they carry are just as menacing. The man in that synagogue cried out. It was probably scary. It was probably to be expected. Perhaps he had that look, like those we see on the streets of the city muttering to themselves. The point for this man was that his demon defined him. He was identified with his ailment, whatever that may have been. He was crazy or blind or angry or self-destructive or violent or whatever else people may have labeled him. He was not seen as a man. He was a condition, a case. Such was this identification that when the man speaks to Jesus or as the unclean spirit speaks, he himself believes that he is this case and not a person. Any attempt at healing him then would be seen as destruction, since the man was so used to being seen as identified with this demon. Have you come to destroy us? We know this condition too. Surely we might not call it an unclean spirit or possession, but we too have our troubles. We too have our labels on our identity. We often define people by what they do or the condition that they're in and not by who they are. We say, she cuts herself, and so she is a cutter. We say, he killed someone, 
Therefore, he is a killer. She's gay. He's straight. They're liberal. They're conservative. Goof, nerd, terrorist, handicapped, homeless, ingrate, illegal, loner, loser. All these labels don't get at the heart of who people, who the people who bear them are. They might describe some trait or some choice that they've made, but they can ignore the person who is present there. The man in the synagogue was so wrapped in society's labels of him that any attempt to free him from whatever infirmity would have been tantamount, in his mind, with loss of his identity, with destruction. But Jesus cuts through all of that. He, as God, looks at the person and sees the wholeness that he truly longs for. When he silences the unclean spirit, he is silencing all those voices and attitudes that would prejudge him as one of those people. By calling out the demon, Jesus is calling forth the true person who has almost been lost. Being healed by God is not always an easy, pleasant process. Sometimes it involves the convulsions of suffering and sacrifice in order to realize the wholeness that we desire. The dignity that each one of us you each one of us carries does not come from any relationship except that fundamental relationship of being a child of God. Therefore, our focus is on the things of God, as St. Paul says today. Define yourself first as a person made in God's image, and then as a husband, a wife, a priest, a sister, etc. When we drop the labels that we so easily and lazily apply to others, we are forced to see the person behind that label, and they are not very different than us. The authority with which Jesus taught, which impressed those who heard and saw him, is an authority that comes from seeing through the artificial and secondary distinctions that separate our brothers and sisters from our human family. It is those who recognize and accept this authority of Jesus, the power of God to make us whole, who know the effect of that power in their lives. The challenge of the gospel is to remember that under every label, there is first a person, a person longing for wholeness. The freedom that comes from knowing who Jesus sees us to be is a freedom that allows us to then live out that wholeness and call it forth in others.